Just a minute, sorry. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It feels amazing coming to God's house again. I, when I stepped in, I didn't know whether I should lift my hands up or should just prostrate on the floor. It's just been amazing. This is really God's house. So, some of you might know me, but for those who don't know me, I'm Mina Jones, and I'm part of the team here at St. Saviour's. I started attending this church about 15 years ago with my late husband. It's really good being back. Um, and I look forward to the days when this church would be jam-packed or even fuller than what we originally had. Till then, I want to thank the, the worship team for the songs you chose to remind us that God is truly God. God is truly faithful in keeping us all these months as we worship here, worship online or face to face. In the past weeks, we've been reminded from chapter one to three in Philippians that we must be rooted in Christ, walk in humility, and learn to dwell in his presence. Our final reminder was that we are citizens of heaven who need to avoid the entanglement of sin and to seek to live in faithfulness to Christ. Sorry, this thing. Today, we will finish off our series from Philippians 4, so beautifully read by Louis. From the book of Philippians, we learn that Paul wrote all these letters whilst in prison or being closely guarded under house arrest. Yet every chapter speaks of love, joy, and peace. His experience went far beyond his immediate needs. When it came to suffering, he endured severe persecution. And in the midst of it all, he learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether living in plenty or in want, all for the sake of Christ. Therefore, he is able to give us this good advice, good and wise advice, as preparation for times when we ourselves will go through our own individual trials. I want to use three things like a teaching aid to help us remember these points I would be highlighting. So you can, with your right hand, remember the phrase, rejoice in the Lord. With your left hand, remember, do not be anxious or worry about anything. And with your hands together as if in prayer, remember, pray and present your request to God. Rejoice in the Lord. Do not be anxious. Pray in everything. 
Verse 4 in, in NIV says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Paul said rejoice twice to show us how important he felt it was. In this chapter, one of the th keys to living as a child of God is re rejoicing regardless of what's happening around us. Paul says there shouldn't be a moment when we aren't giving thanks to the Lord for his love and provision. Rejoice always. In his letters, we notice that his happiness wasn't limited to his situation because even in prison or in the terrible situation he repeatedly faced, he rejoiced in the Lord and encourages us to do the same. Can you imagine that? Rejoicing even in trouble? In challenging times, we should not feel like rejoicing. In challenging times, we will not always feel like rejoicing or praising God for anything. But those are the times when we need to think back of similar situations when God stepped in and changed the situation for good. When we remember what occurred and the good that came out of it, it should remind us that God will always make a way, even in challenging times. I believe as we choose to rejoice in the Lord, it's like putting an investment of praise in heaven, in heaven's account, for the days when his grace will be sufficient. It's like putting an investment of praise in heaven's account for the difficult days when his grace will be sufficient. An inspiring example, who, uh, example of someone who faced difficult um, situation were um, Paul and Silas. They were in jail, and yet they sang. As they praised the Lord in the middle of a cold, dark night, in a horrid, ugly dungeon, their chains broke off and they were free to move. We can all learn from their experience that rejoicing in the Lord is being thankful and honoring God for our Father for all we have. Salvation, homes, health, family, employment, the strength to go out and in, etc. Rejoicing is not pretending there is no pain, but it is trusting God to take care of all that concerns us, even in the middle of the storm. A few years ago, I lost my husband, my best friend. On the day he passed away, with just me, in the intensive care room and his corpse lying in the middle of the room, in the center of the room. I can't explain it. <laughs> but I found myself walking round and round his bed, praising and praying 
out all the scriptures I could remember. I was almost crying out intermittently to God in that unknown tongue that the Bible talks about. I don't know how long I kept on praising, but I, I couldn't stop as it were. I don't understand it. But in heaven, I'll understand it better. For now, I know God heard. And his grace is sufficient every time we cry out to him in praise. In the same way, it amazes me that Paul and Silas could be praising even when after being severely beaten, not knowing what was going to happen to them the next day. Habakkuk 3, verse 17, and 17 to 19 says, Even though the fig trees are all destroyed, and there is neither blossom left nor fruit, though the olive crops fail, the fields lie barren, even if the flocks die in the fields and the barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be happy in the God of my salvation. This is the rejoice that Paul is talking about. Secondly, with our left hand now, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing. As a child, I remember singing the song, Why worry when you can pray? Ask Jesus. Um, he knows the way. Don't be a doubting Thomas. Why worry when you can pray? Apart from the COVID virus, the everyday virus that seems to knock constantly on our minds, are the lies of Satan, which is anxiety and worry. Medics often say constant worry is a killer, increasing our blood pressure, damaging our hearts, etc. As we listen to the news, we see presidents and prime ministers and governments of all, all over anxiously worrying about different issues. All of us, especially us women, tend to be anxious and worry about family issues, work, children, or even what we, we eat or wear sometimes. As believers, we don't have to live the lifestyle of the world, which has one answer, that is, worry and complain, worry and complain, complain all the time. That's not the life of a believer. Last week, my phone was hacked. And with what people were saying, I kept getting anxious. I'd never been without my phone. Now I was worried about losing all my contacts. For the next few hours, I said my weakest prayers. I'd forgotten that Jesus says, 
Fear not. Fear and worry kills faith. So I had to say, Father, forgive me for not trusting you. Francis Chan, in his book, Crazy Love, said, worry simply implies that we don't trust that God is big enough or powerful enough or loving enough to take care of what's, what's happening in our lives. Worry makes us think it's all about us and our needs. But do we remember who created the earth and holds it still together? Who gives us everything that we have, even the breath we breathe? So as I started focusing on what to say today, I realized that Paul assures us that we can be delivered from fear and worry. A song I listened to recently says, do not be afraid, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. That's what God says to us today. You are his. We belong to him. Our third point is prayer. In the Passion Translation, it says, pray about everything. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering, offering your faithful request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace will transcend, that, that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. What amazing grace to the answers for our prayers. Prayer is like talking to our Father in heaven about all that concerns us, all our worries. Prayer transfers the weight of our worries, our backpack of worry, that which weighs us down, to the one who is stronger and able to carry all of them. The story is told of a woman, um, I think she was walking along a village, and she had a huge, you know, thing on her, you know, load on her head. And um, she had walked some miles, and then somebody um, noticed her walking along, and they stopped the car and said, okay, please come in. And she came in with still her, whole, her load on her head. The driver, after driving a while, said, but you can put your load down. And that's how we behave sometimes. God invites us to come in. And we say, we still go in carrying our load. An author I came across recently said, being a Christian is having a relationship through God's Son, Jesus Christ. It's like a marriage. Just like marriage, married people should spend time together talking about the day's activity, so we too 
must spend quality time in prayer with our Father. In our hub, we are learning to encourage each other with learning memory verses and using them in prayer. First Peter 5 or 7 is a great verse to memorize and hold on to. It says in the, in the Amplified, casting all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Another story, sorry, I have lots of stories, but anyway, another story is told of a little girl and her father walking through a cave. Along the path were rocks. Seeing the danger, the father reached out to help his daughter. Suddenly, the light in the cave went out, and they were in complete darkness. The father called out to the child and said, don't be afraid. The daughter immediately replied, Dad, I'm not afraid. I know you're right here beside me because you hold my hand. May that be our innermost thoughts when we're alone, when we do not know what to do, that we can say, I am not afraid because God is with me. In conclusion, using the words of Paul, I say, therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm in the Lord. Rejoice in all things. Do not be anxious, but pray about all matters and may the peace of God, that peace that is beyond our human understanding will garrison, will stand watch over your hearts and minds in Christ, the anointed one. This peace, however, is reserved for those who know Christ. Do you know him? Have you given your life to him? If not, then today is the day to say, Lord, save me. Save me. Cleanse me from sin. I believe you are my Savior. Help my doubts and give me grace to trust you more. But if you already know him, do you trust him to take care of all your needs? Those ones that you are worried about as you sit there or are you you're at home with? No matter what you may be going through or things that are getting you worried now or anxious about, talk to God about it and he will see you through each of them, not just some of them. Our God is so big, so strong, so mighty. There is nothing too hard for him to do. So let us trust him. And he will certainly 
see us through. So let us pray. Father, we give you praise and glory that you alone are able to do exceedingly more than we can ask, think, or imagine. So I pray for any who may be anxious or in pain even now. God, for Jesus' sake, may each of us know your grace and strength to rejoice and have the assurance and that peace that you will take care of everything that concerns us in the days to come. We praise you, faithful God, for the privilege that we have to carry everything to you in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.